What's up, my little mistakers and new listeners? You're tuned in to the Humor in Mistakes podcast, where each week we have a guest come in and talk about past mistakes. I'm Donovan McNeil. And I'm Andrew Gleason. And we find mistakes hilarious. But human. We think we can learn a thing or two. So join us on our journey as two upcoming comedians who make mistakes. Take a listen, have a laugh, and go make a mistake. Little mistakers, I'm all for people making mistakes. Until now, sit your ass at home. Going around with this coronavirus isn't a cool mistake. We have to protect our old folks. You may be alright, but they won't. So let's just all protect each other. Our guest for this week is Gerald Alden. We discuss learning not to care about what people think. With all the mistakes that he's made and will continue to make, the one mistake that he's decided not to make is bending to the opinions of others. So this is a great episode. Take a listen, little mistakers. You can learn a lot. Be safe out there. What's up, my little mistakers? And welcome to the Humor in Mistakes podcast. I'm here with Gerald Rubin and Andrew Gleason. Yes, sir. Drew Gleasy Gleason. That's me. Uh, little mistakers, I made a mistake. <laughs> I left our charge port at home, and uh, we're working on borrowed time. So at some point, we're going to have to change the batteries in our recorder because, of course, they don't. It's not charged. And uh, then the the spare batteries don't have much charge in them either. So well, we got. I'm sitting here right now with it. We got two bars. We got two bars. Okay. So we might not have to, but let's see. Andrew's on battery duty. Right I'm on now. battery right. duty. Uh, I just gave him got a promotion Metallica to battery duty without asking him. <laughs> no, that's all right. If I ever go to jail for something, it's probably going to be battery. <laughs> uh, welcome, Gerald. How you doing? Thank you. I'm doing fine. Thank you, guys. Good man. I'm doing very well. Uh, Andrew, how you doing? I'm doing great. Uh, dude, I, I wanted you on because you look like a man of wisdom. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I admit I'm a little nervous because I've never done anything like this before. Really? Yes, never. So this is all new. No one's ever stuck a mic in front of your face? No. This is this is kind of a bucket list thing. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, we're checking some shit off for yeah. you. Podcast. Now I want to be in a, I want to be in a movie one of these days. Okay. Or just a film. I've never done a film before, so... You're knocking them down for me. Thank you very much. All right. Well, actually, you're being recorded right oh, now, oh. so this might be a movie for you. <laughs> yeah, you might be on YouTube. Oh, yeah, really? Yeah, you're going to be on YouTube. Uh, so maybe did we check off two boxes? I think I we think did. So. All right, I'm good. Oh. Also, by the way, the camera audio is back up. Oh, very true. The camera audio is. This is why he's the audio engineer <laughs> slash co-host. <laughs> Um, so welcome to the show. We're happy well, thank to have you. you. Glad to be here. Um, I feel honored that y'all asked me to do this. Really? Yeah. Honor is a strong word. Well, I, I don't use it lightly. So. Fair enough. <laughs> Appreciate it. Um, so let's talk about Gerald. Uh, who is Gerald? Like if we were in an elevator, what would be your pitch to me? Uh, I, I'm 61 years old. I'm fucking happy to be 61 years old. Um, I, I'm a happy guy. I try to be. Uh, I'm not perfect. Our Lord knows I'm not perfect, but I try to do as best I can. I try to make people happy and laugh. And I feel like my superpower is I can talk to anybody. Literally, I can have a conversation with anybody because I, I look for that one thing that they're interested in and I go for it. Okay. Is that like a, is that a word of wisdom? Find out what someone's interested in. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's where the wins are. Find out, find out what somebody's interested in and go for it. And I guarantee you don't even have to say a lot. Just ask a question and just listen. Let them do the talking. Let them do the talking. And just say, uh-huh, every now and then. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Shake you, nod your head yeah, a little just bit. Yeah, nod your head. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, sounds interesting. My yes. ex used to say that about me. She said that uh, I had the ability to talk to anybody about anything because I knew like one to two things about a lot of different mm-hmm. stuff mm-hmm. and you just let them do the talking yeah uh and then i cut her off and said no <laughs> 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 so
So uh, you say you're, you're from Cali. You didn't say it yet. You told us before well, the podcast. So actually, I grew up in I grew up in Virginia. Okay. On a tobacco farm, and uh, I uh, left Virginia. I live, I grew up in a small town called Chase City, and uh, I left there when I was 24 and moved to Lynchburg, Virginia, which I hated because Lynchburg is. A, <laughs> I will say this, and I won't. I, Lynchburg is a clannish town. I don't mean pointy head clannish. I mean if you're not from there, you don't fit in there. Well, I feel like the name would make me think um, it's yeah, pointy head. <laughs> my first thought. Yeah, yeah. So uh, places where I'm not stopping to get gas. Right, right. <laughs> yes. Lynchburg, Lynchburg. <laughs> <laughs> Just pray and, to my car. Do not run out of gas. Just slide on through. So I lived in Roanoke for a while. Then I lived in Raleigh. Um, I was in Raleigh till like two thousand, uh, like to eighty nine. Found out my wife was having an affair. I moved to California. Damn. And I was in California through the nineties. And I moved back to Raleigh in about two thousand. Did you tell her you were moving, or did you just? I just dip? one day I just said I'm out. I went. I quit work and bought a bus ticket and rode across the United States on a bus. Hell yeah! That's the best way to do <laughs> Hell yeah. deal with infidelity. Like I like dip. it. <laughs> I just I, only thing was. My son was about one then, so it was the hardest part of leaving him there. So I actually, I know it's going to sound sad, but I got on the bus and I was crying. But I knew I had to go. So, but I will tell you, do not ever take a ride across the United States on a bus. It's the worst. That that's mistakes. Mistake number one: do not ride a bus across the United States. It sucks. It sounds good in theory. It does. It sounds good in theory. All right. This is how crazy it was. It took us as long to get to get across Texas as it was to get to Texas from here. Texas is a big ass state. It's huge and there's a lot of nothing. And then um I, I had my first experience with um was that they stopped the bus and got on the bus and were looking for people that were illegals. Never never didn't know they did stuff like that. What so they stopped the bus? Yeah. And- Looking for illegals, yeah. Just stopped the bus out in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> were you were you nervous? Like, dude, were you just a smidgen nervous? I was a little nervous. Yeah, <laughs> it's like this is strange. And then another problem I had was I snore, so I couldn't get a good night's sleep because people would keep waking me up. Oh, assholes! Damn. Right, <laughs> assholes. Um, so as you're as you're cruising across the country, what's going on in your head? Um, I didn't know what to expect. Um, never, I'd never been to California in my life, so I was basically leaving my life that I knew there to go to something unknown. My cousin, I, my cousin lived out there, and he was nice enough to let me stay at his place. And one of the, this is gonna be crazy. The one thing he told me as I was coming out there was, when you get out here, don't trust anybody. That's a weird thing to tell somebody, isn't it? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> do don't I trust, trust anybody in California. So I thought Californians were nice. Uh, after I got out of there, I found out that they were, but it, you just have to just kind of be aware of your surroundings. It's like any place, any place you live. But I, I met a lot of nice people out there. I was out there for, like I said, through the 90s, met some really nice people, had some interesting experiences, um, ended up going, ended up becoming a bar fly, which was kind of cool. I'd get off, I would get, literally get off work and go stay at this bar till. 2 p.m. I mean, 2 2 a.m. when it closed up. Every what's, night. What's the bar fly? Do you, that mean you work there or you just... No, that's no, the guy I, who sits at the bar. Yeah, I just oh, sit at the I bar and just hung that. out. Yeah. Okay. Just hung out. I even got to the point where I would uh, help out behind the bar sometimes. Just as a, as a bar back. Just for the fun of it. Got to, got to know a lot of interesting characters. Um, one night I got so drunk that this guy came in. He was drunk. And he decided he was going to teach me how to be an asshole because I was too nice. Sounds fun. Take <laughs> us through those lessons. <laughs> how do we, I, well, yeah. it didn't get to that. It, I think we were both so drunk, I don't even think it got to that point. He just was just trying to make a point that I was too nice. Oh, yeah, you need to learn how to, you need to be meaner or something like that. And then I, uh, another guy came, other guys came in and I decided I want to arm wrestle them. So I tried to arm wrestle some strangers. And by the time I, I got ready to leave, I left the bar, 
got in my car like a dumbass, put the key in the ignition like a dumbass, and passed out. And slept till about seven in the car. Got got home. I lived on a three-story um, apartment. Dragged my ass upstairs. Went to sleep. Woke up about two, still drunk. Went back to the bar. And the bartender made me eat food, which I did not want to do. But she said, you have to eat something else. You will not. It will never end. You have to eat some food. So I ate some bacon and eggs and didn't throw them up, so I guess it was okay. But after that moment, uh, I didn't stop drinking, but I realized that it was probably not a good idea to do that again. So, yeah. Live and learn. <laughs> so, uh, you just hit us with a lot. Like, you, <laughs> uh, you you found out your wife was cheating. Right. You bought a bus ticket. Right. You traveled across the country. Right. I assume before, while you were here, you weren't, uh, like, drinking all the time. No, no, no. I didn't drink a lot. I didn't drink a lot at all. I, you know, just casual. And I really didn't drink a lot up to that point. But that night, I just was depressed and... I just started drinking uh, mudslides, which is uh, vodka and uh, Kahlua. Kahlua. Yeah, but the problem was it's the uh, it was the well vodka. If you drink well, if you if you drink well liquor, it fucks you up. So I drank. Oh <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, that's some, that's some yeah. But I you after, went on a Futurama robot. You were on a bender. Yeah, I was on a bender yeah. one night. So after that, when I started drinking, I started drinking the good stuff. But it, that's because you don't feel as bad. So well, the well, the well liquors have they're not filtered. Okay. As much as the you'll see like top shelf vodka, like triple, quadruple distilled and aged, mm-hmm. and uh, the the distillation process removes all of these extra things that are in the alcohol, and it's just pure. So anybody who's like drank a lot of liquor will tell you that the hangovers from well liquor are so much worse than if you're drinking i mean even like sky vodka like it's just so much cleaner it's yeah that well liquor will get you oh yeah yeah learn a lesson so i want to unpack this a little yes sir right um and we can get into it as much as you feel comfortable okay um, how was that feeling having someone like how old were you at this point, by the way? Uh, about 28, 29, something like that neighborhood. And how long had y'all been married at the time? Uh, about a year. So, how does it feel to have someone that close to you betray your trust? It was devastating. I won't lie to you. I felt pretty, I felt pretty low. She 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 gave me the line that um, she loved me, but she wasn't in love with me. Oh fuck that! That doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So um, and it it hurt, and I you know I got to the point where I tried to stay there and you know not let them make it work, but just live there. And finally, I just decided I got to get out of here. So I called my cousin in California, and I said, I, I got to go. So he said, come out here. So I did. You skim over that, but that's like such a major life decision. To I be know. Like, this is not working. <laughs> did, she have, in a, did she have a lot of magazine subscriptions? Because she sounds like the person who just signs up for shit without thinking about it. Well, and it's funny now because now we're we're actually good friends. Yeah? Yeah. So it's just, I mean, after so many years... You just, it's, it's water under the bridge. You just keep moving on. Yeah. Plus the fact we got a son together, so. You got to make but it But at happen. that time, she was a different person. Um, um, I, I, I can't say exactly why she did it. That's her story. But um, she did it. Um, it. It hurt. I mean, I don't know if any of you guys have ever been through a relationship where you found out somebody was messing around on you, but. I have, <laughs> but I didn't have much justification to be upset. <laughs> okay, uh, because I had been doing the same, but it still hurt nonetheless. Okay. <laughs> it still hurt. Yeah, but uh, talking to the cheaters, I just don't buy that. 
I'm I love you, but I'm not in love with you. Then why'd you get married? Is my question. Uh, that's I don't know. I've I've heard other people say that they've heard that line too. I've yeah I've yeah. seen it happen. Yeah, it's just, just like, it, it really doesn't eh. make a lot of sense. Yeah, it's like how can you love somebody? I guess being in love with somebody is a whole different degree than loving somebody. I guess, I guess you know you can love your dog and love your cat, but being in love with somebody brings up a whole lot of different other emotions, I suppose. I don't know. I think a Hollywood producer put it in a movie and, and now thus gave you. everyone an excuse <laughs> to say that shit. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. Um, but anyway, we uh, like I said, now we, we get along fine. It's just, like I said, water under the bridge. After so many years, you just don't care. We, we, got, we got divorced legally. About 2000, and that was a hilarious thing. We went to the courthouse, and um, they have a, a court for divorced people, people that want to get a divorce. And it's like a party, and everybody's in there just having a good time. Because everybody's agreeable about getting divorced. Divorce is a happy thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We just, the judge said, why are you getting divorced? We told him. He said, okay, have a good life. Enjoy yourself. <laughs> Enjoy yourself. Y'all obviously have been separated a year <laughs> in Cali. Yeah, so if my math is correct, so this was the beginning of the 90s. Right. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So we stayed married through the 90s because absence, I was 2,000 miles away, so it really didn't matter. We were just separated. Yeah. When I moved back here, we decided to go ahead and get divorced. Okay. So... How did you get to the point where you you decided like you were moving? Like I know you talked to your cousin, but like mentally, you said you were it, it was rough, it was tough to be going through it. So how did you finally say, "All right, Gerald, it's time to get the fuck out of here"? Um, I just I guess I just wasn't happy, wasn't satisfied. I just my life I, get that point. Where I, I was probably depressed, and I felt like a, a change in a situation would do me some good. Doing something different, and when I—I I mean, when I moved out there, I got told people that my name was Jerry, okay, instead of Gerald. I just wanted just something completely different. So everybody, everybody in California knows me as Jerry. Ooh. Springer? No, <laughs> <laughs> Jerry Jerry Rubin. You know, the the actually was a guy back in the '60s named Jerry Rubin. He was a—you um, can look him up online. He was like a uh, activist of some kind. Okay. Yeah. Did you do good work in Cali? Nah, I worked at a supermarket. Okay. I worked at, yeah. I was talking about like activism. Like, did oh. you in, in channel your Jerry Rubin? Nah. Nah. I just kind of hung out and just, I was a, I, I wasn't a dude, but I just kind of, you know, had a good time and just tried to survive. Would you say California is a good place to go if you're depressed? I know a lot of homeless people go out there. I figure homeless people are depressed. Yeah, I think so, but it's just real. It's real expensive to live, so maybe not. If if you wanna if you want to live a a good life, probably not because there's a lot of pressure just to like an apartment that we would pay like seven hundred dollars for. It'd probably be a thousand or twelve hundred out there. So it's a whole lot more pressure to, you know, to survive and just keep going as opposed to being out here. So, um, but on the other hand, you meet a lot of, you meet more of a assortment of people out there than you do here. Like when I moved back, this is going to be a, I shouldn't say this. When I moved back, I had to get accustomed to being around black people again. I'm serious. <laughs> I'm serious because I lived in Orange County and I was it was just a handful of black people and mostly Hispanic and and white. So I had to get accustomed to being around black folks, which I know I shouldn't say that. I'm sorry. Oh no, it's reality. Yeah, I'm just being real. But yeah. um, no one can get upset with you for reality. Like you're supposed <laughs> to be like, oh, there was a plethora of black people in Orange County, California. Like we're gonna believe that. <laughs> It wasn't a lot. It was it was funny because I was out there when they had the uh remember the riots with Rodney King? Yeah. I was out there for that. Okay. And um the next day I went to work, I was the store I worked in, I was the only black guy working in the store. After the night of the riots, I went to work, 
people would give me stink eye big time because I was black <laughs> and they didn't know what to expect. And I was like, I was like, I just, I'm just here to work. I want to be alive for one of those. I mean, I think I am alive for it now, but like one of those just <laughs> decisions that divides the country. Because my grandma was telling me like right after OJ got off, like everyone was giving each other the stank face. Oh, yeah. It was like very tense. Oh, yeah. And <laughs> oh, yeah. I just want one of those things to happen. Oh, yeah. I was I, so I moved back to Raleigh for a year um, and I was here for the OJ. I was in Raleigh for the OJ verdict. And literally, it got quiet. You could hear a pin drop everywhere. I think the whole country just stopped for about five minutes to hear that verdict. And when it happened, um, it was, yeah, people were, I mean, some people were like, what the hell? And some people were like, jumping around, yeah, 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 yeah. It's like, I was like, eh, maybe you should tamp that down a little bit. <laughs> There's a lot of angry people yeah, right now. Yeah, yeah, don't, don't, no, 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 no. Calm it down. in uh, L.A. when the uh, L.A. riots happened, and we stayed in the house. I don't remember it, but mm-hmm. we, we stayed in the house. But my neighbor thought he could go to the store and and be completely safe if he camouflaged himself uh, in blackface. He was like, no, nah, this is a terrible joke. <laughs> terrible joke. Those things were crazy my dad was telling me about. Because I was like three. Mm-hmm. But my dad was like, uh, yeah, it was it was a weird weird vibe in the city. It was. Yeah. yeah the one thing I, I heard, different stories about it. One story I heard that that uh, they were, they'd open up a supermarket in uh, one of the little areas, and the people that live in the area were actually protecting the supermarket because they didn't want it to be messed up by all the looters and everything. So that so there was people that cared about what was going on, you know, not just everybody wasn't just running around grabbing TVs and, and <laughs> stuff. There were actually people that said, you know, this is wrong. Let's try to stop this. So, but um, yeah, it was it was. It was a weird time. I'd be afraid to loot now because dumbasses are going to have their phones out while looting. Oh yeah, and you're going to get caught. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, it's a whole different world now. You can you you can be on video in a, is, in exactly. A I can't get like my the, fucking TV. Like in <laughs> China or whatever, man. They got you. So apparently, I heard this on a podcast really recently. But when you go into China, you mm-hmm. get your face scanned, and they have closed circuit television uh, cameras everywhere. So if they need to find you. They just put your face in the system, and it'll go through all the camera, and they can track you Damn. wherever you go. I wonder if we're ever going to get to that point in America. I mean, you probably are. We just probably don't know. We just don't know. Yeah. Well, we got our phones, and we're looking at them. The camera could be on and oh, yeah. sharing our GPS, you know? I yeah. mean, did you hear what uh, Eric, Eric Snowden, whatever his name is, on the Joe Rogan podcast? He said that's basically what's happening. Yeah. I mean, you don't think our government is paying... Google and Apple to watch us. Oh, I, yeah. like, like a blank checks. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, I, I feel like every time you log on the internet, somebody is watching you or knows everything you do. Exactly, and they're giggling at the yeah. fact that we think that we're in control. Yeah. So if you do go loot and wear a fake mustache, true. Yeah. <gasps> Did you see uh, those new realistic masks that people are using? No. The, uh, are you talking about, are they the same ones, uh, they have like Trump and Putin? Uh, I don't know if they're specific people, but I know that like uh, there are these realistic masks mm-hmm. that, that people are putting on. Maybe it's Trump and Putin, but like just random, you can actually order them and like they cover up your whole body. And so what people are doing is like you're white. So they'll you'll put on a, a black and it looks totally real. And then like you just cover up your arms and yeah. Uh, the only reason one person got caught is because he told somebody, but he had gotten away with like three crimes because they're running around Damn. looking for a black guy, and like you're really white and you put it on, and like what? you would think Andrew was black because it looks that realistic. It's some Mission Impossible race edition. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah, that's the new thing. So yeah, if you're gonna go looting, uh, I decided that <laughs> I would probably do just the whitest just generic the white face. One, yeah. yeah. <laughs> And like you see, they still like put on a mask, but like uh-huh. you know, so you put a mask on top of your mask. Uh-huh. But when they break it down, they think that like you're a white dude. Can you go? Are there shades? Could I just like get one for a tan if I hit the beach? 
Yeah, so like I think the the only way you get caught is if they can they they had to track down that you ordered it, but the, it'd be so tough to do. It's just the only people who've been caught using it is because they told someone. But like the cops were literally looking oh, running around looking around for somebody else. Damn. Uh, it's just these dumbass criminals like snitched on themselves, and that's why they know that this is a thing now. It's because criminals are fucking dumb. They're so <laughs> dumb. I mean, have you you watched the news now? Don't you really think that there are a bunch of dumbass criminals out here now? So stupid. Like, Look, they are doing their crimes on Snapchat. <laughs> and shit. This, why? I saw the other day these guys uh, took a uh, uh, what is it? Uh, scratch off card? No, a lottery card, and uh, glued numbers on it. So glued the winning numbers on it. Glued the winning numbers <laughs> on it. And tried to pass it off. And you're going to get away fuck? with it. Uh, there was an incident recently that some dude was working at a bank and stealing cash and thought he was going to get away with it. Like, they weren't watching the money. Uh-huh. And so then he bought a new car. <laughs> and it's like, all they were doing, like, so they got him two months later. Mm-hmm. But all they were doing was just building their case while watching this dumbass yeah. on camera. Mm-hmm. Like, I had mm-hmm. a friend who worked at a... An unnamed friend who worked at an unnamed store, he got away with it though. But he used to do that. He was a retail guy at like mm. a place you shop at, and uh, without the customers knowing, he would hit cash back, and he would get twenty bucks here, twenty bucks there. And it's like he only got away with it because he kept his mouth shut. He or she kept his mouth shut. She. Once once they realize you're doing something like that, they'll let you do it. But like you said, they build a case against you, videotaping you doing stupid stuff (laughs) at the point, and then all of a sudden they pounce on you. Yeah, they're they're giggling while you're doing Mm -hmm. it. My neighbor stole a jungle gym one time, put it in the front yard. How the hell (laughs) can you steal a jungle gym? Dude had a truck. It was a well. I came up in trailer parks. No one's going to notice you're using it. <laughs> uh, okay, so I, I do want to tell y'all, you were talking about mistakes. Yeah. I want to tell you a story about a mistake of mistaken identity for me. So I got mistaken for somebody that was on the FBI's most wanted list. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, this was in Lynchburg, my favorite place. Was your beard longer? No, I had I didn't have a beard back in those days. I was I was smooth and shaven. <laughs> I got it. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I was working in a supermarket in a bakery, and uh, store manager came over one day and said, "I need to talk to you in the break room." I said, "Okay, yeah, sure, no problem." Go in the break room, and there's two state troopers standing there, and they started asking me questions, like you know. Where you from? How long you been here? All sorts of stuff. And I answered the questions. I was getting nervouser and nervouser. So eventually, one of them asked me what my social security number was. I couldn't remember because I was that messed up in the head. So um, finally, they explained that um, somebody, whether it was somebody that shopped there, somebody that worked there, saw me working there. And they had a story on the news a couple of days before about this guy that was on the FBI's most wanted list. He'd been wanted for, he like, murdered a bunch of people and stuff. And he escaped prison out in California. And he was on the run, and he fit my description. And he worked in bakeries. Somebody saw me there and figured that was me, so they called the cops. Also, I found out, that they were ready to take my ass right straight to jail or kill me if I went crazy because they had two state troopers inside. They had three cars behind the store. They had three cars in front of the store. They had four or five cars up from the store. If I'd made the wrong move, I would not be sitting here talking to you today. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So they they thought you did what? They thought I was a murderer. What? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You should have known by your demeanor that yeah. you're not. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, they they finally realized it wasn't me, well, I wasn't the guy. Yeah. So then this is the stupid part of the story. After it was all over with, I talked to the store manager, and I was like, I've been working here for like a year and a half or so. You know who I am. This idiot told me, 
Well, you could have killed Gerald Rubin and took his place. What? <laughs> I swear to God, that's that's what this man told me. I could have killed me and took my place. <laughs> <laughs> after seeing you for this long? Yeah, I've known me for that long. What year is this? This was like 84. And when, when did those skin suits become a thing? Uh-oh. <laughs> Damn it, I missed out on that. Wait, are you wearing a skin suit right now? Mm. Um, I might be I might be a white guy up under here. Quick. Never mind. Hey, we go missing, little mistakers. <laughs> <laughs> it's been fun, guys. <laughs> so did you I don't know, do you have a case with something like that? Can you sue the FBI? I no, I it was like I checked into it and they didn't arrest me, so there was nothing I could do. They just talked to me. If they'd arrested me, I probably could have gotten for false arrest. I would have been like, "Look, you want to see who I am? All right, here's a semen sample." They're like, <laughs> <laughs> like, "Sir, for the last time, stop sending your semen to the FBI." Oh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was it was kind of kind of scary and silly, silly and scary at the same time. And I was mad, I was angry, but like I said, there was nothing I could do about it. Nothing. At that point, man, God damn, that's so terrifying. People get arrested and shit just on clerical errors. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Just because somebody saw me. Do you know who the guy was? No, no. I I think this was a while back, so I can't remember all the details. But I believe I did see the story, and he kind of looked like me. But um, and do you remember his name? Mm-mm. No, damn. No, I would have no. followed that up. Hope, hopefully, they caught him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's out here murdering in your name. <laughs> his name was. It was me. <laughs> Wait a minute. I'm just making sure I got it tapped down pretty good. Yeah, it go. It goes really deep. <laughs> it goes all the way to like the chest. Yeah. Like the, yeah. So if you want to commit a crime, yep. Just check. Like I think I'm beyond the age where I'd want to commit a crime. I because like it mess up too much stuff. But if I was 16 and like you know like you're young enough to where like you'll go to jail for a couple years, but you can bounce back, I would do it. Not that I'm encouraging our 16 year old (laughs) listeners to do it, but you can bounce back if you were to rob like just not at gunpoint. Uh, Don't get yeah. Don't bring a weapon. Don't bring a weapon. Right. Uh, don't be nice. Be yeah. They might drop the charges. <laughs> yeah, and uh, comply with officers. Yeah, but just see if you can get away with it. Yeah, yeah. Or uh, if, you get, if you're lucky enough to be an old black guy, eventually they don't pay any attention to you. Yeah, because <laughs> it's like well, I went through a checkpoint one time, and the cop looked at me, and he just said, "Keep going." So I was like, "Okay, no problem." So. Look, old people, I bet some old people out there committing crimes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Just because they can, man. They oh, yeah. slip under the radar. We go Gertrude over here. She's 88 years old. And she's out here smothering puppies. Oh, my grandma, well, I was about to say she doesn't do things like that, but she'll <laughs> go, she'll, she'll take advantage of her oldness. Like, she'll, uh, if she wants to go. Go behind, behind backstage or something like. Let's say she was going uh-huh. backstage. She would just act like she didn't know that she was supposed to be <laughs> back there. <laughs> oh, I didn't know I couldn't do that. Like, well, why not? Um, it's interesting how much shit you can get away with when you're old. Yeah, people just kind of like they just you know just accept it. Yeah, he's just being old. Let him go. Yeah, she gets a senior discount everywhere because she'll she'll like even if there's none, she'll be like, oh, I really thought there was one. Like, I really can't buy this unless there is one. <laughs> like, ma'am, you're holding an outdoor pool. <laughs> this is Walmart. Yeah, this is Walmart. You got inflatable and, pool, and people will rent like take off ten percent of yeah. like stuff, but just because like she's just so nice and she plays it well. Oh yeah, ten so percent off to be of old. mango. Oh yeah, I, I admit I've I've used that old power sometimes. Oh really? Yeah. That's why you want to hit three figures, three <laughs> digits. Call it back to an old episode. That's why you want to hit. Three I don't digits. know. I'm unfor- I'll just get an old person suit. <laughs> <laughs> just make sure you get an old black person suit. Yeah, I mean, I was going back to that topic. Like, I don't know why any like straight white dude would just put on a black and just start being oppressed. 
<laughs> well, let's keep it a hundred. Like if you're going to commit a crime, a crime, yeah. like, I would just put it on in the car at the scene of the crime. So I'm not like, trying to drive while black. I don't want to no, experience no, 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 yeah. no, 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 because no, you'll be you'll be one of the first people being stopped when they're looking for something. Exactly. Why would I volunteer for that? But yeah. you definitely don't want to do your own race because like you narrow it down. Like even we can. Com- I'll do a uh, Hispanic. I'll compromise. Yeah. Okay. Maybe. Well, no, because not right now, no, because they'll be stopping buses and shit. <laughs> yeah. But I don't know. If you really want to throw them off, get an Asian suit. True. Yeah. And that just, just, throws, that just throws it all completely out of whack. Do Asians get, how, what's their driving experience like? <laughs> we not, no, no, we don't want to get into that one. <laughs> Hitting shit? Yeah. I, I need my son for that. My son lives in Seattle. He should be here for that one. He probably has some stories, but anyway. How old is your son? He's 30. Okay. Oh, no, I'm sorry. 31 now. All right. Yeah, he's a cool guy. He okay. really is. So you guys would like him. He's he's a comic book geek, and he's actually got a better sense of humor than I do. I bought my first comic book yesterday. Like, like what? going into a comic book store and buying one. Like I, I had bought novels before, but like just the single issue. Mm-hmm. I never bought a single issue. Like I've always bought them in bulk. Mm-hmm. What'd you buy? Like, like, like the volumes. I bought Infinity Crisis. Uh, Infinite Crisis. The- uh, DC's Infinite Crisis. The one where. Uh, DC before it had so many universes. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And they were like, we just need to actually make it one because you had so many artists right. like writing different stories. So Infinite Crisis, how they brought it all together. Right, they're doing that on the uh, TV shows. Yeah, yeah. They, I think yeah. So yeah. it's a. Uh, so I was like, I want to actually buy this series. Yeah, um, it's good. It's, they did a good job with it. I remember buying that when it first came out. It was it, it was a twelve issue series, so it ran through the whole year. Yeah. And then uh, the payoff was that. Oh, I know the gist la, of la, what la, happens, la, la, la. but like I, I bought the four, first four issues because they were really cheap. I thought they would be more. Mm-hmm. Only the first issue was like kind of expensive, but the other ones were like two bucks. Oh, okay, yeah, not yeah. bad at all. I, I won't, I won't spoil it for you. Yeah, I'll just, I won't say anything. It's, it's interesting, but they do tie everything together. Sweet. Yes, um, they kind of cleaned up. A, well, they cleaned up stuff, but then made a lot of problems too. One 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 hero they always have problems with is Hawkman. Hawkman has such a weird. What's um, his power? He just he uh, a hawk. He can fly like a hawk, and he can talk to birds, and uh, he has a big mace that he can smash things with. That's and cool. He's a dick. That's what would your superpower be if you Mine? were a DC guy? Um, I kind of like Green Lantern. I wish I had a Green Lantern ring. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good ring. Yeah, that's a, they 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 claim it's the most powerful weapon in the universe. The the the, the ties with that is like you have to have like your mental has to be great, right? Right. Yes. You have to have a good. You have to have willpower to make exactly. it work. Exactly. My my question answer to the superpowers question is like, what world are we living in? Are we living like a superhero world? Then my answer changes. If we're living <laughs> in this world, then it's it's always super. Yeah. Spooky. Are you in the comic book or are you in the gritty reboot? Yeah. Really? Uh, if if we're living in this world, it's super speed because I can get rich off of super speed, like toning it down and playing sports mm-hmm. and then just being a super mega athlete, just mm-hmm. like playing a bunch of uh, like, oh, I decided to play basketball this year. I'm going to go play in the NFL and I can tone it down just enough to be like the best at every single sport mm-hmm. and be paid and live like an amazing <laughs> life and don't tell anybody that I have a superpower. Uh, but if you're if there are villains around, then I don't want super speed. I probably want like <laughs> invulnerability or something. Yeah, I, I will say that there's one superpower that I really would like to have is the ability to talk to buildings, old build like every building can tell a story. You're Ooh. architecture man. Yes, yes, and just listen to the stories of buildings. You can get rich off of that too. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. You like. Go to a building right after, like, some billionaire has been there. Mm-hmm. You know all their secrets. Ooh. That's smart. That's a good one. Yep. You just send them that, like, letter. Like, so you just <laughs> write down everything they did in their room. <laughs> and say, just, just 
billion dollars, please, if you don't mind. And they'll, yeah. they'll probably give it to you because, yeah. you know, they don't want everybody to know their stuff. Hey, your wife's probably not going to be happy about <laughs> this, this, and this. Bro, could you imagine stepping on a historical site and all like, like a bad one, though? Like, oh, like going to like Gettysburg or something like that? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. That would, it'd be. Yeah. You'd have to avoid some places yeah. for sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that'd be, you'd probably, your head would just explode from all the craziness. Craziness around. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I try. I try. Would try to go to nice places. I think it'd be like, what? like this building would probably tell some stories. <laughs> Did I say that? I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it used to be a furniture store. Really? Yeah. Old guy tell some here. places. Uh, yeah. Some stories. <laughs> trying to think of a, the best building to go to. Maybe like I don't know, someplace in New York. Uh, Empire State Building probably could tell some That'd interesting cool. stories. Yeah, Chrysler Building, or uh, the the monument. You can go there and actually like see what the the March on Washington was. Like mm-hmm. you can get like personal experiences. Mm-hmm. You talked about that before your grandma. Yeah. Just, oh yeah, you could yeah. You can go get like real historical perspective on stuff. Oh, like where they uh, go to where uh, Martin Luther King gave his speech and touch it and. See it in your mind, the, the speech he gave live in your head. That'd be kind of cool. You can go to OJ's house and find out if he did if it. If he did it. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. Spoiler note, he probably did. Oh, he definitely, <laughs> did. he definitely did it. The book. The book is so goddamn funny. <laughs> so uh, I just rewatched the uh, This is America or Who is America or yeah. whatever, and I watched the interview, and then I was on oj's wikipedia page and the cover of the book came up and it's just i did it with if like tiny and the color of the background so mm-hmm. you could barely read if it's just the book <laughs> looks like it's called i did it <laughs> why not write a book if you get away with something? oh man you know he's got he's got a twitter account now i don't know if he's still doing it but a few months ago he'd pop up every now and then and talk about all oh, the politics and anything he wanted to talk about it's kind of weird watching. I still did. You guys watch the um, People versus OJ? I did not know because I haven't I, seen I that yet either. It, so I didn't want to go through it again. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I wonder how it feels to because I think he killed Nicole first, and then the other dude walked in, right? Probably so. Yeah. And so, like, to know that you're not going to be able to run away from this dude. Like he's the all star running back. Yeah. <laughs> Stand there and say, "Yeah, I'm dead." Like, like, you're not getting away. There ain't no. Yeah, yeah. At that point, like I don't know. I know what my forty time is. I'm not. <laughs> like, you start looking at the door. He's looking at the door. <laughs> Trying to time that thing out. It's like, I'm not making it in time now. Oh man. <laughs> Oh, uh, God. We're making ill of the dead. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> R.I.P. R.I.P. Other dude <laughs> who barely ever gets mentioned. Uh, Never. Um, okay, so you're in California at yeah. this point. This Would you call this like your awakening? Like, what is this chapter of your life where you're figuring out yourself? What would you label that chapter? Um, I think I would probably call it uh, growing. Uh, I came to the point where I I had a lot of time. I, I cried a lot. I'm sorry to say. Don't be apologized for that. Sometimes you need these tears out. Yeah. Um, and finally, I just got to the point where I learned to re... How can I say it? To re- readjust myself when I needed to. It made me. I guess it made me stronger as a person. Because now I suddenly realize that sometimes you just have to change, I mean, shuck everything, and just redo yourself. So I've done that so many times. Um, um, yeah, um, I think it was a time for, of growth for me. It, it made me a, a stronger person. I did did things that I probably. Would never have done some good, some probably not so good, because I have a curious nature and I tried some things that I probably shouldn't have tried. Can we dive into that, or you don't? Do you, or you don't want to talk about that? Uh, well, because my my mind is curious, and I'm like, let, let's just let's just say in my younger days, living out there, I probably tried some drugs I shouldn't have tried. 
Okay. Because, like I said, I was a curious person. I had sense enough to stop because I didn't see any future in it. But I tried it because I wanted to. Um, it was interesting. Um, uh, I stayed up all night long one night doing something I shouldn't have done. Literally stayed up all night long taking a drug. God, hi, people. <laughs> I'm telling everything. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, um, but, um, I mean, I would, I would go to work kind of feeling kind of high sometimes. But I was stupid. And uh, eventually I just said, I can't do this anymore. I got to stop. Plus, in fact, my son would come spend summers with me. So he was coming that summer, and I was like, I cannot be like this with my son here. So I just stopped. Cold turkey. Um, and uh, probably was a good idea. So, but yeah, so, yes, Gerald Rubin took some drugs in the day. Well, but- I think the most important part of that story is that you drew a line in the sand. Yeah. Which I think that is what you have to do sometimes in life when you're making bad decisions is okay. We've made these, Mm -hmm. but you realize the importance of your son and like, this is not happening. Right. And you drew a line in the sand, which is, uh, should be commended. Um, so it's not that you did drugs it's that you stopped when it was time to. Yeah. Um, so how was that? Like, did you have withdrawal systems or did it even matter that you had withdrawal systems because you're like, I have a goal that's more important than that. Second one, uh, I had withdrawals, but I knew I had to stop doing it because I loved my son. It was most, he was the most important thing to me at that time. So um, I knew that it was time to stop doing it. So I did. And it was, it was hard because you get, you get used to having that feeling. But um, I, I did it. Um, so yeah, haven't done it. I stopped doing it. Uh, but yeah, yep. It was it was a weird time, but I think everybody has a weird time in their life when they. I think everybody does something. Uh, they probably might regret, but some people have enough strength to stop. Some people have, don't have the strength to stop, and they sometimes some people let that thing they're doing take them over, which is a shame. Because, um, like, my cousin's wife, they called me this morning, and found, she basically died last night because of cirrhosis of the liver because she just couldn't stop drinking. And her liver just, her liver just went boom. So, you know, some people can stop doing stuff and some people can't. And just and I don't know that maybe it's that willpower thing that we were talking about. Some people have the willpower to stop. Some people don't. Some people would be useless with the Green Lantern ring. Right. It would just, <laughs> it would just, it would just be just a, a trinket on their hand. Why does this work? <laughs> I don't have the willpower. <laughs> it said willpower feels this. <laughs> and I'm sorry. I, I know this is supposed to be a comedy thing. I'm sorry. Oh no, this, no, it's not. It's, it's not. not. It's a mixture of the two. Okay. Um, and I'm I'm probably. This this is a weird place for me to bear my soul, but you know what the hell. Well, I I think that th- there is humor in mistakes, right? Yes. And we need people to to learn from those mistakes. Mm-hmm. So maybe there's someone out there who has a goal or a person that they care about, and that goal supersedes their their drug addiction that mm-hmm. they're going through, mm-hmm. and so they need to hear from you that you just like I'm done, and you help somebody out with that. So. Uh, this is beneficial, and we've laughed along the way. Uh, so there we go. Um, when you, what are the next steps you're taking to get yourself out of this hole? Like, okay, so first step was to stop, you know, doing drugs. Mm-hmm. What are the next steps you're making as you're recovering from, you know, the heartbreak and moving out? Like, what are the next steps you're taking? Uh, I got into work. I uh, started. Uh, I started playing pool, which was uh, something, was a distraction. I started playing darts. I got really good at playing darts. I got really good at playing pool. Um, I got a real good group of friends that helped me, that not helped me, but it's like um, 
you get people that you feel comfortable with, it helps you become a better person, I think. You know, that you can just talk to, just say anything to and, you know, bear your soul to and laugh with and cry with. So I got a good group of people to hang out with. Um, and like I said, I, I, I mean, seriously, I got, I got in the pool because that was a good distraction to all that was going on in my life because basically I was kind of a, a loner a lot of my life. Uh, haven't really had a lot of um, girlfriends. Uh, so um, I learned how to do things. I just did things to kind of keep me going. So, um, in fact, there's a, a story I could tell you about this woman I met, which was a mistake, a mistake I made. Um, it's kind of funny the way it happened. I was at lunch in California, and I saw this woman across the way, and we smiled at each other. And I went back to work, and she actually called me. She saw that I had on the—I worked at Lucky. She had my name patch. She called and she asked for me at the store. Oh. Yes. So we talked and asked her to come over to my apartment. And uh, so a couple of days later she came over and I got a bottle of wine. And we were sitting there talking. And just out of out of the blue, she said, You wanna have sex? And I was like, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so it's been a, it's been a while. I've, I mean, a long time. So, you know, we did it. And the mistake I made was getting too clingy. You know, I just wanted to see her and be with her all the time. And you don't do that. So, but I didn't know that. And so I messed up. Probably with that something that could have been a good relationship, I screwed it up by being too much. So, yeah. So that was a mistake I made. Have you heard of the term nerfing in gaming? Mm -mm. It's like uh, when they release a character, like let's say you got um, you're playing Mortal Kombat mm -hmm. and Scorpion is way too good, so you like the developers will release an update to like tone down how good Scorpion is because they made him too good. Um, I think God needs to nerf pussy. Like, I just think... <laughs> <laughs> I think he needs to do an update to tone it down <laughs> just a bit. Like... <laughs> <laughs> So it's not, what I'm saying is it's not necessarily your fault. <laughs> like if there was just an update out here, just to tone it down, just a smidgen. Right, right. I feel like the world would be a better place. <laughs> you have dudes selling their, it's obviously too good. You have dudes selling their souls, entering relationships they don't want to be in, doing all these things, peacocking, buying vehicles, just... <laughs> Just so they can get a, a, a whiff of this. We've we've been trapped since we've turned 14. Just like. <laughs> yeah. Just nerf it a little bit, God, is all I'm saying. Oh, God left it like that. Just He's up there laughing. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I got y'all. It's like watching the reality show for him. He's just. <laughs> it is what it is. <laughs> Oh man! Ah, uh, uh, boy. Anyway, yeah. So, live and learn. I, I've slowly learned not to be that person. Not to just get so caught up in it that you just forget everything, and just take it slow. Have you done that in your life too? Like taking everything else slow? Yeah, yeah. I think so. Yeah. I mean, like like with my job, I've worked at Target for fifteen years. I just you know just take it slow. It's, Especially when you work retail, basically you just, all you got to do at retail is just keep your mouth shut and do your job. And that's it. You got a job because people always want to eat. That's true. They always got to eat. So a supermarket will be open in the apocalypse. They'll have a supermarket somewhere where you can buy food. Yeah, fuck off, Blue Apron. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody wants your shit. It takes too much work. 
It does. <laughs> and it's it's expensive and it takes a lot of work. Like they actually like do really good meals and it's like I I don't cook this hard. Yeah, I've never tried that before. I've done it. I won't endorse them or say it's bad because I haven't tried it. Mm-hmm. Um, and we would love to have them as a sponsor. Oh yeah, we would. Shout out to Blue Apron. <laughs> he sponsors a lot of podcasts. And if you want to sponsor us, let us know. If you work for Blue Apron, pass the Humor and Mistakes brand along. Tell them we're interested. I'm trying to get a free box of food. See how I like it. Thank you, Andrew. Uh, Andrew play, has on a lot of hats on this show. Sometimes he has to remind me of certain things. I think Blue Apron is like third or so? it's it's up there on sponsoring mm-hmm. podcasts. Skillshare, Blue so, Apron, uh, all that shit. So yeah, a uh, shout out to Blue Apron. We would love <laughs> to spend that time cooking your delicious meals. And please, exactly. if y'all get one, please let me know how it tastes. I would be very happy to know. We would share it with uh, Gerald Rubin, which means you you are we're already selling the brand for you. Yeah, or you know what. Vagina has not been nerfed. I might sign up for Blue Apron just to cook for a woman. (laughs) (laughs) I might get a whole subscription (laughs) just on the off chance I get to prepare some some steak and potatoes. Go ahead. I was going to say, so you went through all of this stuff, and now you are kind of a new person with all of these experiences. Yeah. I I was was talking about this the other night. I feel like I've enjoyed life more on the other side of 50 than I did on the front side of 50. I'm actually doing things that I probably never would have done before. I mean, like doing this, doing improv, doing stand-up. I never, 20 years ago, 25 years ago, I never even would have thought about doing this kind of stuff. Here I am doing it and enjoying it and meeting new people and having new experiences. It's cool. It really is. I've, I've, in, I actually enjoy my life now. I mean, yeah, it's not perfect. I have problems and issues like anybody else, but I'm to the point now, I hate to say this, I think as you get older, you also get to the point where you don't really give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and not, not saying, and I'm not saying that you don't give a fuck, but you don't worry about what people think about you as much as you did when you were younger. You just live your life and do things you want to do. But also, another thing you got to consider is that you also realize that you don't have a lot of time to do it. Which I know sounds crazy, and I'm going to tell people this, they look at me like, what do you mean? But I'm 61. If I'm lucky, i got maybe 15, 20 more years. I'm serious. I am serious as a heart attack. You And when you get this point, you realize... Either you want to live your life and enjoy it, or you want to sit around and bitch about it all the time. I want to live and enjoy it. So that's why I'm do shit. And, and I think just from a pure scientific standpoint, you have the you have the ability to look back on those times in your life where you did care about what people thought and realize that it really didn't matter. Like right. you have proof of this. Right. Whereas like young people don't have the they haven't been around long enough to see that, oh, that that thing that you thought everyone was worried about, they actually don't care. Like you don't have the years to experience mm-hmm. that. So I feel like that's what oldness teach you. Cause mm-hmm. I've, we've had a few older people on the podcast and they've all said the same thing. Like they are too old. They understand that it doesn't matter at the end of the right. day. Yeah. You just, just live your life and enjoy it. That's all you do. And then in the end of the day, that's, that's what you do. Just live your life to the fullest and get what you can out of it. Well, it sounds like you're in the giving advice mood, which is great because (laughs) we have gotten to the point of the podcast where we asked our guests to give a motivational speech. Oh, shit. You didn't tell me that. Oh, it's a surprise. Okay. Uh, It's a a reward. People that listen to the show know what's coming. (laughs) Well, see, I I did not listen. I, I haven't listened to the podcast because I wanted to come in cold. Good. Because now it's a surprise. Yes. So if you look in that camera right there uh, and give a motivational speech about just maybe you're talking to younger you, you're talking to a group of middle schoolers, uh, you're giving your TED talk and Andrew and I are just among a group of people in the crowd. Okay. Um, So uh, hi guys. So um, I want to tell you about life. Um, 
it, life is kind of like a roller coaster. You're going to have ups, you're going to have downs. You're going to have ups and downs. And it's just like that. It's always going to be an up and a down. You don't let either one define who you are. Don't let your downs define who you are. Don't let your ups define who you are. Be the best you can be no matter what. So if you have downs, you're going to have them. Look for solutions to the, to the problems you have. Do the best you can. And look for the upside. When you get to the ups, don't get too, don't get too big-headed. Oh, everything is perfect. Because, buddy, the downs are going to come sometimes. And it's better to be prepared for them than not than to just go in and say, oh, everything will be perfect. It's not going to be perfect. You're going to have times when everything just goes hell in the handbasket. So that's where you get the strength to survive the hell in the handbasket by knowing that it's going to come. Um, uh, to my life, I've, like I said, I've done things. I've done good things. I've done bad things. I try to be a good person, and I think that's what everybody does. You try to be a good person. You're going to make mistakes. You're going to make a shitload of mistakes. And that's okay. You're not perfect. I, I, if, you, if you are a Bible person, the only creature on this planet that was perfect was Jesus. We're all, other than that, we're all going to do dumb shit. So um, just accept the fact. Just accept the fact you're going to do dumb shit. And just go with it and let it ride. Um, you're going to live, you're going to love, you're going to hate. And that's just part of life. Um, and that's, you know, I know I'm rambling, but that's part of life too, you ramble. <laughs> <laughs> Deal with it. Deal with it, you ramble. Let, and, and if you ramble, let, let, let the ramble be rambling and just enjoy it. Basically, basically what I want to say enjoy your fucking life to the max enjoy your fucking life to the max we're not going to get better than that uh, what do you have coming up like do you have shows coming up uh, events uh, uh, okay so I'm still doing the um, house team here on Friday nights uh, on the 21st uh I'm going to be part of a, a stand-up show at um, Fullstein with Deb Aaron. She asked me to do it, and I'm kind of I'm scared because it's going to be a big crowd. So that's going to be interesting. It starts at 9 o'clock at Fullstein, um, and she's going to give me eight minutes. So that's going to be interesting. So uh, I've got kind of a set so I've got, I've got a few jokes that I've done and I've got one or two new ones that I've kind of wrote up so um, I'm looking forward to that I um, auditioned for a play but I hadn't heard anything back yet so got my fingers crossed up for that and uh, that's about it um, um, I go to oh I go to um, this, this is a plug for No Shame every month over at the Carbell Arts Center there's a show called No Shame. Everybody that comes gets five minutes to do anything they want to do. You can, I mean, literally, anything you want to do, just don't burn the place down. So um, I would suggest anybody that's listening to this, uh, go to Facebook, put in No Shame, and check it out. We have lots of fun. It's almost like a variety show. And um, I do stuff there. Um, I do improv. I might write something every now and then. Um, but, yeah, it's a lot of fun. Please come. We need bodies in the seats. Um, but, yeah, that's about it. I just, yeah. Drew Gleasy? Uh, sure thing. Uh, first off, uh, slogan. His, I was just about to tell you. His slogan is, uh, put down a drugs, pick up a comic book. And... <laughs> uh, and it doesn't rhyme this time. <laughs> <laughs> it's a work in progress. Andrew's working on his slogan-making abilities. Yeah. Uh, and you can follow me on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. Andrew Gleason, NC. Follow Humor and Mistakes on Instagram, humor.n.mistakes. Like us on Facebook. Like and review us on Apple and uh, wherever you get your podcast. Uh, I'm going to make a request. I need a new thing. I think I have mastered the keeping my 
facing the mic. I've been doing the swivel. It. I've been doing the swivel. I don't know if you've seen it. <laughs> I like it, but I, I think it, over the next three or four podcasts that, that we've recorded in the past, I've done it. So I needed the new thing that I'm working on. So that is your goal to find a new challenge for me. I got you. Um, but if you want to follow me, uh, Donovan McNeil on Facebook. Challenge you to shape up that hairline. I keep it McReal on uh, Instagram and Twitter and TikTok. Uh, everybody makes mistakes. Thank you, Gerald. And uh, we out. Thank you for listening to the podcast all the way through. If you've enjoyed this, please like and subscribe or just let us know what we can do to improve your listening experience. Thank you, little mistakers.